the center of our lives and in Proverbs 3 verse 5 to I think about maybe 10 it says trust the Lord with all your heart lean not unto your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path do not be wise in your own eyes but fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all thy increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Lord, this is your word, and your word says that if we honor you, Lord, with, with, with our increase and with what we have, Lord, with our monies, with our tithes, with our offering, Father God, you would bless it, Father God, and you would also cause the conquer worm and the palmer worm not to eat away at our possessions. So, Lord, even now, we pray, Father God, that you would bless this offering. You would bless it to the glory of your kingdom. Father God, for those who were able to give, we pray, God, that you would increase them, that you would flourish them, that you would cause their family, Father God, to be well, to be increased, Father God. Lord, that they, their barns will be filled with, with plenty, and their vats will overflow, that they will have an overflow to give to others. For those who did not have to give, Lord, I pray that you would give them seeds to be able to plant, Father God. Lord, nothing that we have belonged to us, and we're grateful for the opportunity to give to you. 
And at this point, Lord God, we thank you that we were able to give. And for those who are not able to give, we thank you, Lord God, that you would provide seeds, Lord God, seeds to the sower to give unto you, Lord, to bless the Lord, to bless others, to bless your neighbor. Lord, we thank you for all that you do and all that you continue to do, Lord. You continue to give us air to breathe, oxygen, Father God, in our lungs. Lord God, you continue to cause our heart to pump blood into our veins, and we are grateful. We are grateful to be alive. We are grateful to know you. We are grateful to be able to serve you, Lord. And to those who have not started serving you, Lord God, we pray, God, that they would recognize how much you love them and give them that revelation. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Abba Father, for who you are, because there indeed is no one, no one else like you. And we have the victory standing in you we are able to run into our strong tower and be saved. So we are going to ask Brother Kirk to come and give us the word. So as he comes, Lord, we pray that you would bless him and keep him and cause your face to shine upon him. Cause that your word, Lord God, and your revelation, Father God, will be touched. Lord God, that others would hear you, Lord God, through him, that you would speak through him as the very oracle of God. In Jesus' name. Lord, good morning, good morning. Father, thank you again for this awesome day, a day in which you have made. 
a day in which you have made us to see, to experience, and to go through with boldness. So, Father, thank you again that you are doing a work in us that will cause us to overflow to others who haven't yet known you and to elevate and to inspire those who know you but want to go into a deeper depth of you. Lord, it, it is in fear and humility that I stand here asking for your help, asking for your guidance in anything that I speak that I'll represent you to the fullness. Oh Lord, you are such a good God. Lord, I pray that every word, every thought, every idea will be you. Lord, just move me out of the way. Let me just be a vessel, empty, to be filled by you and by your spirit and by your grace. So as we come together as a body to hear from you, we ask that there be no distractions. The Lord, even the very thought will be thoughts of you only at this time in which you have given us. Because, Lord, we recognize that the, the time is short. It is on the tailspin of things coming in and things that has to be done. But, Lord, you are, are, you are a God of order. So, Lord, we ask you to order our steps. That we walk in the light and we walk behind your shadow. Because you are the supreme light. You are the light of this world. In this world, there's darkness, there's death. But thank you, Lord, for the light. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to come to know you. Because, Lord, we recognize that we are going another way up, apart from you. He says each man was seeking his own way. So we were until you call us to come to you. So, Lord, we ask that, Lord, you will draw others to yourself. Because, Lord, we are mere, mere vessels. We are not the ones to be magnified or glorified. All glory belongs to you. You are not a God that can be mocked. You are a God that sits upon high. And really, you look upon us with love in your eyes. So, Lord, it is with that we thank you. And, Lord, we are indeed in awe of you, your awesomeness. In the things that you do to impress us, in the things that you do to cause us to worship you. It is mentioned that the angels fly around the throne and they say, Holy, 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 holy. Holy, holy, holy. So, Lord, we recognize your awesomeness in this place. You are indeed holy. And, Lord, before we begin, we ask you, Lord, you continue to cleanse our hearts. The Lord, any thoughts that we had previously, learned or unlearned, anything that came into our subconscious, we ask you that your word will purify those thoughts. So, Lord, bless this time that we have. Let us be in such a 
respect of your time. So Lord, we ask you that all the angels who are around us, who is watching over us as we go on, go forth, that they will always be at their post. They will all be for, present for us. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Uh, thank you, everyone. And for those who are listening online, my name is Kirk Cameron. I have the awesome opportunity to share the word today. And um, our prayer is that somehow something that is said may trigger a thought that will bring you closer to God. All right, so my scriptures today will be two. It's going to be Galatians 5. And the main text is Ephesians 6. And the, the topic that um, came to my heart is the armor fits. Uh, I know when somebody's being fitted for a suit, um, you have to go there and or even a dress. As we can think about somebody adjusting their wedding dress and it has to fit perfectly the measurements the dimensions and some sometimes persons don't want to modify the dress so they will try to lose the weight because they recognize that they want to be present and they want to make sure they have the right attirement the right attire for that occasion so it is when we think about the armor we think about war and this is in the time where before guns were invented where we had the, the soldiers had to have special armor to protect them as they enter into warfare and the warfare was very regular it, um, it, it was years they have been fighting from generation to generation sometimes I, even though there are some wars going on but somehow when the Lord gives us armor he gives us not only physical armor but spiritual armor in which the the physical represent so we see the two things working together the physical and the spiritual because guess what we still live in a physical world but there is the spiritual world which is more attainable. It is right there, but it's somehow because of sin and distraction, we are not able to see it as we once would. So the scriptures today is Galatians 5 and Ephesians 6. I'm going to read through it as clearly as I can for those who are following. I'm reading from the King James Version. So the, the, the words might be a little bit different from yours. Uh, let me, I'm going to go ahead and set the timer so I um, will not go over the time in which I'm being allotted. And to also respect your time because we realize that the time is short and we want to make use of every time that we have, we have been given. All right, Ephesians 5. It says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free. 
and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of, of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcised availeth anything, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Let me repeat that part. But faith which worketh by love. So we, we realize that faith works with love. Verse 7. Ye did not run well. Who did hinder you that you shall not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that he'll be none of you otherwise minded. But he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. Verse 11. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, who do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. Verse 12. I would they even cut off of them which that trouble you. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an, for an occasion of the flesh. But by love serve one another. So that's number two. So we, we see that faith worketh through love. And then we see, but love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. For if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that he be not consumed one of another. Verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 16. Let me repeat. And this I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 18. But if he be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. 
adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulsions, wrath, stress, strife, seditions, and heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Verse 25 and 26. If we live in Christ, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. Uh, before I read, read the other scripture, which is the, the main text, this is just to give a background of where we're going to. So we, we have read about the Spirit and being led by the Spirit. And if you're led by the Spirit, you will not justify the things of the flesh. So we realize that the Spirit and the flesh are at war against each other. Two cannot coexist at the same time. And we realize that if you... Walk in the spirit, you are not under the law. Because when you're in the spirit, you're in God. So Paul is encouraging us to, to walk in the spirit and not in the, the flesh as we once lived. So we can realize there, there are some things that we can see when somebody say that they are born again. When somebody who have confessed that Jesus is Lord in their life, these are the things that we will see because it is fruit. It says you shall see love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. And if we're not seeing that, then we realize that there is the, the opposite, which is the flesh, which is going to be hating, worrying, can't sleep, um, impatience, um, fear, um, no gentleness. The opposite is true. And we realize that um, God said that he cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sow, that is what he shall reap. So let's go to Ephesians 6. And this is... Um, Oh, man, this is uh, about the same. All right, ready. Ephesians 6 reads, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may go well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture 
and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are masters according to the flesh. You see that part? According to the flesh, not to the spirit. With fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Verse 7. With good will do with good doing um, service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And he masters, do the same unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also in heaven, neither in the respect of persons with him, so the Lord says he has no respect of persons. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of thy might. This is where the text is leading us. Put on the whole armor of God, that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take on the whole armor of God, that he may be able, able to, to, to withstand in the day of evil, and having all done to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girth with the truth and having the breastplate of righteousness and the feet to, to shod with preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherein all shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God verse 18 praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit and watching therefore as with all perseverance and supplication for not for yourself but for all the saints and for me the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things. Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that he may known, make known our affairs, and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace be to you, brethren, and love with faith from God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all that love our Lord Jesus Christ 
in sincerity. Amen. Yeah, I know that's kind of long, and I probably have la lost a couple of our fellow brethren. But the essence of the, the, the text this morning is to um, make sure the armor fits, make sure to take on the, the posture of being in a soldier. A soldier. I saw a, a picture on, on Facebook this week, and it kind of reminded me of um, being in a, in a warfare. So there, I'm gonna try to describe the picture. So there's a soldier, he's, he's kneeling down. He's in full armor, body armor. Um, he's kneeling down and he is resting his arm on this big heavy sword. And he has his head bowed down and he's looking down. And um, it was in a, a state of reflecting that you're fighting a war and the, the, there's a moment in which the enemy is not right beside you. He's like at a distance and you're, you're gaining your composure. And in, the, in the, the caption it says that the, the devil thought that he had me when he saw me kneeling. But in which he didn't understand that I'm gaining power by praying to God. And we realize that the, the warfare is real. So it is that the enemy is real. But the warfare never stops. We only get breaks to, as we say, armor up or to, to check, your, check the armor, make sure the armor is working, make sure it's still fitted as how it is. Because sometimes in the warfare, things get loose, things get missed out of place. So we have to take a moment and check. And then we, we read about the armor and what type of armor that we're supposed to be wearing and um, the things that we're supposed to do with the armor because each armor, each section of the armor have a, a specific purpose. But then it always, it always mentioned that praying always with all kind of prayer and supplication in the spirit. And that you're not only watching out for yourself, but it says with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Because we realize that this war is not a flesh and blood war. This war is a spiritual war. So Paul is reminding us of where the war starts. Where it's in the spiritual realm. It's in the heavenly of heavenlies. It's in spirit um, principalities and powers in high places. It, there's regions and deputies and all the different ranks where the, the region is commanded by. So in order to enter into a certain realm, that's why we have to be careful when we see there's a, a, a part in the, in the scripture where they, they saw men delivering demons out of people and people were excited. Wow, that looked powerful. We want that. We want what those guys are doing. And in ignorance, they went in to face the demons and they said, um, the demons saw them because the, the idea that we, in, in warfare you have to know your enemy. And the sons of Sceva, and they, they went in very 
ambitious. They went in with a zeal because they saw others doing the same thing. They saw others commanding demons to leave and the demons left. But in their, in their zeal, because this is sometimes we realize that the zeal without knowledge is not good. Zeal without the proper equipment is still not good. Zeal without understanding the enemy is not good. Zeal without considering who we are fighting against is not good. Zeal without counting the cost of what this, this thing represents is even worse. And as I think about zeal, I, I can even think about our brother, um, Kanye West. And we, we have to really pray for him. Mr. West, we have to pray for you because we, we, rea we realize that you are entering into a realm full of zeal. But uh, we pray that people will be there to, to help you in your zeal, to, to, to guide you, to, to be there to give you um, spiritual discipline because you are taking up a mantle and I, I am suspecting that you're walking in this mantle in the flesh. There's going to be a moment, if, if not careful, that um, you will be exposed, if not doing it, with the, the mantle of the Spirit. Because we realize, as the scripture says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirit against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So if you're venturing in an area in which you are not trained, um, an area in which you have no experience, an area in which you are moving with no idea of what will happen, an era in which we can assume you are ignorant too because we know not in which your salvation came and we understand yes we understand that you can be you can really have a genuine encounter with the lord we're not we're not disputing your your salvation what it is we are disputing is the ignorance and the zeal in which you are Entering into an area where you have hope, no teaching, no discipline, no, no spiritual insight into. So we have to really pray for you that as you venture on, and we, we will really, my, my personal conviction is that you will, you will take some time to spend in the word of God. That you take some time away from the media and away from people that will distract you to hear what God is saying. Because we realize that we, we, we sense 
that there's danger that can happen when somebody move in in areas in which they have no no presence so it is that we, we realize that even for us we have to make sure that we are mindful of the enemy and the enemy's schemes and the thing that the enemy wants to do in us because we, we have um, experienced the Lord and the Lord's goodness in, in different areas of, of um, of walking with him. Once you have walked with the Lord a, a certain moment of time, um, there are times when we're going to ex experience pain and sickness and we realize we have to call upon the Lord because in calling upon him, that's when we get our strength. Because we realize th this is not even our, our battle. He says the battle is the Lord. So we realize we're just there as representation for him. We're just there to, to win those who are in darkness, to take back what is rightfully ours, to win back our families, to win back our communities, to win back our government, to win back everything in which the, the enemy has set up their strongholds, in which the enemy has being there in communities where there is so much despair there is you can even feel the, the presence of evil and darkness when you enter certain communities you can feel the desperation and the the doubt and and we're saying oh lord help us to go and reach those communities and to to empower those um churches and god-fearing ministries that is already there to, to embolden them to, to do more. Even in our area where we are, we have warfare going on. We have um, areas when we were even handing out the flyers. You can feel the, the presence of evil and darkness when we entered certain premises. But because we know that God is good and his kingdom is at hand and we realize that the time is wrapping up. So the, the enemy also senses and sees that the time is coming at hand. So what are we going to do with this armor? This armor in which the Lord has given us. The armor in which we, we know that we cannot wrestle with flesh and blood. Because we realize even in the, in the time of war, they always had their armor. They actually never take a break. Because the war is always constant. And we see that in the, in the armor, there is nothing for your back because the idea that your brother and sister should be standing back to back facing the enemies and to, to empower each other. So that in case any one of us is injured, there, are, there is no weakness in the wall, in the, in the armor going forth. Because the strength that we get is from one another. We are not strong of ourselves. There is a, a cartoon that I saw where the, the whale wanted to eat the, um, the, the, the penguins. And they were on an ice block and the whale saw them and he was trying to hit the, the ice block so that they could slide off. But what they did in such unity, they came and they bundled together on one side. 
and with the wheel charging against them, once, once they're bundled to one side, the ice block lifted and the wheel smashed into it and he was damaged. So even in that simple cartoon, we realize unity is what caused the armor to be strong. Unity is what caused us to, to make sure that we know that this war is real and we understand that we are doing this not for us, but for all the saints. So it is good to mention that in our time of prayer that we supposed to pray for one another. We're supposed to pray. And, and Paul even, even mentioned it, that he said, um, pray for me that when I, when I give him the chance, that when I open my mouth, that I'll make the mystery of the Gospels known. For we realize that we are all ambassadors and that when we speak, we're going to speak boldly given the opportunity because we, we're going to have opportunities to speak it might not be daily it might not be weekly it might just be once a month somebody comes to us and the Lord presents an opportunity to speak and to share the goodness of God to share love in faith and to share grace to those who have not yet known him because, see, we have to make sure to, to build the, the army, we have to have right, right and, fair and faithful ministers. Ministers that will come and preach the gospel in season, out of season, when they feel like, when we don't feel like, even on, on a Sunday when the weather looks so good and you want to stay in a little bit, we realize we have to represent God to the fullest. And, and so it is that when we come and when we present ourselves, we realize that we are walking in the Spirit. We have to walk in the Spirit because we understand that if we don't walk in the Spirit, we're going to end up walking in the flesh. And we realize that this thing is daily. This thing is not just for Sunday. It is for Monday when we have um, co-workers and people who, who want to bring things in us they want to say things against us and we have to say Lord help us not to answer help us and so that, so that, that is when we, we, are re, we realize that we are growing in the Lord when somebody speaks something that want to come against our character we are able to take a moment and not answer the person in the wrath in which we felt because that person is coming against us. But guess what? We have to realize that they are not coming against us as such. It is the enemy using them to want, want to, um, you know, discourage us. They, they want to make us feel as if what we're doing isn't right. And they, they want to make us feel as the time that we spend with the Lord is of no benefit. They want to make us feel as if the God we are serving is not hearing us and that we, we, we lack power. They want to make us feel as if the, the, God, the God that we serve is not hearing us. And that is not true because the Lord hears us. So we have to realize that with the confidence 
the confidence that we have not in ourselves but in the God that we serve. The confidence that we have when we step and when we pray. It, it is such an awesome thing when we, when we can reflect on God's goodness. When we can reflect on God's goodness, even in singing the songs in worship, we realize that this is a good God. This is a God that will take us out of the, the yoke of bondage, which he has already did, did. And we are now free in Christ Jesus. But he said, not for us to take the freedom with disrespect, not for us to even walk and be haughty with it. And that is something that we have to be careful of, that if we see our brothers and sisters, we have to make sure we can present um, humility in them and say, hey, um, be careful. And, you know, just, just to warn, warn each other of the goodness. And for those who are hearing me and hearing us and not understanding what, what, does all, what all of this means, what does this mean to walk in the Spirit? What does it mean to... To, to walk outside of something that comes naturally because they can say um, it says an eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth and they, they you know sometimes persons who have not yet committed themselves to the Lord can speak on matters that they have no argument with but we can say hey the Lord has commanded us to, to love one another to care for each other to, to make sure that the circle of love is always there. And this means that we are displaying that God is real. When you have people coming from different nations, different nationalities, different cultures, coming together and meeting and saying, Hail to the King of Kings, we have to assume and confirm that God really exists. Because how can you take people from different backgrounds people from different upbringings, people from different walk of life. But when they come together, they come under the umbrella of Jesus is Lord. So it is that we can say, wow, the Lord is good. The Lord is so merciful that he already made provisions for us. And that is what the armor represents. Because the armor he, give, he has given us for us to use. He has given the armor for us to to be, be strong in him because it says be strong in the Lord and to walk in his power we're not walking in our power we are walking in, in his power and so we have to remember all of this means that God already made provision for us and all of us are soldiers in his army we are spiritual soldiers. We, so when um, a new believer comes in, we have to make sure to be there for them, to show them, and not to, not to even be the Holy Spirit for them, because there are some instances where they, they will come to you for everything. That might be a season, but after a while, you have to say, no, brother, sister, no. The word is there, and you have to be, be strong for yourself. Because we, we, we can carry a person in a season after which they have to walk for themselves. So we can realize even in the animal kingdom, the, the eagle will take the eaglet 
to the highest point and throw them off. And that eagle will watch and see how that eaglet is moving and with instincts how the wings are flapping. Because guess what? If the eagle, <laughs> if the eaglet is grown and in the nest, there's no room. <laughs> there's no room there. there, there. He said, you have all these feathers and you're just there and they can't fly. And we, we, we look at it and say, wow, that, that's kind of rough. And he said, no. There is a time and a season when the eaglet has to come out and fly and be their own and, and come into their own. They can't be there waiting for the, the, the mother eagle to come and feed them or you know, whoever is coming to feed them. They, they have to go and learn how to fend for themselves. But when, once they're able to fly, then the, the eagle will fly and will show them how to do stuff. It is so amazing that they, they, they learn by watching. Uh, we're not sure if there are any language being spoken, but in the animal kingdom, we notice that the, the parent will teach the young ones how to fend, how to do this. So we realize Jesus was doing the same thing with the disciples. He, he had them for a moment and he was teaching them and training them and yes, they made a lot of mistakes. Yes, they made a lot of mistakes and yes, we sometimes laugh and see what they're doing in scripture and guess what? If we were there, we're, we will do the same thing because guess what? We are even doing the same thing now, not being there. Because we have the teacher in us. We have the precious Holy Spirit that can teach us. Like, I remember one time I was thinking, um, I need to clean the bathroom. What can I use? Lord, show me what to use. And then, just like that, salt came into our mind. And I said, salt? But once I, I sprayed the bathroom with salt and I scrub it with a thing, it became an abrasive to take, get rid of the, the, the thing. And I said, wow, this is amazing. I mean, just like that, in a minute, in a second, a thought came to me. And I said, oh my God, Lord, I thank you. You are so all-knowing that the moment when we, when we even consider to call, you answer. The moment when we even um, make our heart to pray, you are there ready to give us an answer. So we realize all of this, the armor and all of this thing that we walk in is to make sure that our communication with you is first and forth, and forth, and the first thing, first things first. Our communication with you so that we don't walk in the flesh. Because we realize the enemy is there to tempt us and to cause us to, to walk astray. He, we, we realize he, he won't give up until the time comes for, for him to be no more. But he's going to try to bring us back to where we are, we are, the Lord has taken us from. But we know that we have confidence in him. That we are seeking God and God is, is there for us. We have confidence in being a soldier of Christ, we have confidence to know that God is and all is well. So we know that the armor in which we walk in will always be there for us when we need it. 
The armor is there to, to protect us. The armor is there to guide us. It, it, the, the armor even have special um, prescription that comes with it. Because it says, put on the whole armor of God. That he may be able to stand against the, the wiles of the enemy. So you see the enemy scheming. He wants to come back and bring thoughts in our life to, 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 you know, to cause us to think other things. And it says, whenever you take on the, the whole armor, it didn't say half of the armor. Whenever we're in warfare, we have to have every section of the armor on us. Because it says, without the, uh, without the full armor, then we are not able to withstand on that evil day. Because it's, it, it gives us the position of standing in Christ. So we have, first, first and foremost, we have to walk in truth. Um, there, there was a, a situation where um, Akon took the, the, the items in which he was, he was, it was clearly commanded not to take. But he took it and hid it. And, you know, God was displeased and then there was a, a census because they, they, they lost a, a, a war of arm, um, they lost a battle that was supposed to be an easy, easy victory. Like, all right, there's a 10 of them, 3,000 of us. Okay, this is going to be quick. And they got the beating of their life. So the, the man of God is praying. We, we see the first thing that he did was to check with God. Lord, we, this battle, you tell us we're supposed to win. I mean, what is going on? And he's there... He's going through the posture, tearing up his clothes, um, crying out, fasting. The Lord said, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. What you're doing is a waste of time. So we see sometimes we can have a defeat. And we're wondering, why are we losing this battle so easy? Well, this is supposed to be an easy thing because we we're already walked through this. The Lord said to him very clearly, there is sin in the camp. And he's like, okay. And it was, the Lord couldn't even tell him who it was. But he said, no. Go from every tribe, every section, every section until, and then you will see. And it came down to it that it was Achan. And Joshua said something that was very profound. And we sometimes overlooked it. He said, give God the glory. And guess what? He, he couldn't because he realized he was the one that caused the sin to come upon the nation. So we, re we realize that the sin also affects the whole body. The sin of one person affects the whole body and then um, they have to get rid of that. You have to be dealt with. So we have to realize if we are in a battle and we are not winning, we, we have to check and say, Lord, show us what era in which we are not walking in your light. Because sin is disobedience. Sin is walking in darkness. Sin is even the, 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 the way in which we choose not to adhere to what the Lord tells us. We, we can't even say, oh, but they are doing it too. We can say, but they are doing it too. 
But the Lord will say to you personally, no, I will deal with them. You don't look on somebody's um, behavior and take it as something in which you are to, to, to obey. Your first response is me, not even your employers. Can you believe that? The Lord said, your first response is me. So if the employers are telling you to, to disguise something or to, to say untruth about some, some product that you're selling, the Lord said, no, don't have nothing to do with them. Don't compromise in the way of losing the job. Because guess what? If you stand in truth, the Lord will make sure to back you up. Even if it means to leave the job, he will provide for you because the Lord is a Lord and a God that stands only in truth. And then we talk about the, the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is us doing the right thing. Um, what the Lord... You see, we cannot choose the right thing. We know the right thing because the Lord will reveal it to us. And if we don't know, we can simply say, Lord, show us what to do. There was a situation also where there was a, a celebration and they were bringing by the ark. Good intention. Good intention. They said, we don't want the ark to touch the ground, so let's put it on a cart. All right, we put it on a cart. Celebration. Yeah, we got the cart. We're going, we're going, we got the ark. We're going back. Somehow, the ark, something got stumbled. And the ark, the ark was like tilting over and somebody decided to, to catch it because this is a sacred thing. In catching the ark, because it says that only certain persons can handle the ark, he wasn't in that vicinity, he wasn't in that um, specific group. He touched the ark, died immediately. Everybody was confused. Why the guy died like that? He's doing a good thing. You see, people doing good things, but not in how God said it to be done. It was until David went back and said, bring back the scripture. Let's see what the Lord has to say about this. And it was clear that he said, the ark must be carried by the Levites, by the priests, by the ones who the Lord declare holy for this action. And I said, okay. So then they started to do the right thing. That is, that is what righteousness is. Doing what the Lord tells us to do. And now with your feet shattered with preparation of the gospel of peace. We know that we have the gospel more than any other religion. But it's the idea to be ready. Because we don't know what moment in which we can be in a supermarket, we can be driving, we, we can be anywhere. But there's, there's, there might be a moment in which we sense that somebody is seeking us, somebody is asking a question. It can be anything, but we don't know, but we have to be ready. Ready in knowing what we believe, ready in able to share. And then the shield of faith. The faith that worketh with love. This shield will stop the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield will protect us. It is one that the shield, when the, the, they find the darts, the shield will cover our bodies from the front and it will not penetrate. 
because we have the faith that we believe who God is. The faith that we have is not something that we can see with our eyes because it says faith is the substance of things not seen but of things believed and the things that we know. Because if we say God is good, we have to believe that God is good no matter how it looks with our physical eyes. When we can't pay the bills and when the money seems to be short, we have to say, no, God is good. God is good. God is good. It is the same kind of faith when Job was going through all this and his wife was saying, curse God and die. We'll see, we'll, we'll lost everything. So, no, God is good. God is good. God is good. He did not even doubt what was going on, but he was saying, God is good. And we know that we don't have a Job experience and we pray that whenever it comes that we will, we will come to the, the, the understanding that God is good. And then there is the one of salvation. Oh God, salvation. When we think about salvation and when we are having conversations of where we would have been if we have not known the Lord. It, it, it brings this, this essence of humility. Because we know we, know, we, know we were sinners. We know we, we, we choose other things. We, we, church was nothing to us. Church wasn't the first thing that we went to. If we had church... And we had a function, or we're going to the function. But now the thing has flipped when we say, no, God first. Um, we, we are sacrificing unto God. But some don't think the same. But guess what? We have to pray for our brothers and sisters that we make sure that we put first things first. And the nicest one, which is the sword of the Spirit. This sword... Is, is a double-edged sword. When it cuts, it cuts both ways. So it means that the word that we even speak of must cut us first before it cuts others. You know, the idea of the beam, the thing that we see, others, we, we must first inspect ourselves because this is the word of God. So we, as Paul even said, Paul even mentioned that the very thing that I preach, that I don't be a reproach unto God. So he's saying that I am not above the word. I will declare the word, but the word must first apply to me so I don't be a, a castaway. And we have seen situations where a person step up in, in the pulpit and in the altar. I will say, where are they now? Where are they? they are nowhere to be found. It's almost like they were here and next minute they are not. That is the word of God. And then we, all of that ties in together with praying, praying all times, praying at times when you set aside and times when you don't, times when you're in the car, times when you're in the shower. It, it, this, is, this is not even, this is every time. Times when you're feeling weak, times when you're feeling strong, times when you're feeling happy, times when you're feeling low. There are so many prayers that we can pray and we can even come and say, Lord, we don't ask for nothing, but we say, Lord, help us to walk in your goodness. Help us to always persevere and to know that you are so good. So, Lord, we thank you again for this time. And for those who are listening to us and we, the, you have questions about salvation or you have questions about your life or you have questions about what is going on, you, you feel so much despair, you, you feel as if God isn't there. We want to let you know that God is. 
We want to let you know that you can even call us if, you, if you're free. Feel free to. Our phone number is 469-333-0397. Or you can even drop, a, drop us an email and say, hey, I have a question about this. I don't understand when he said this. What did you mean? What did the scripture mean about this? What does the Lord say about this situation? Or I'm living with somebody and the person is not my husband or the person is not my wife. How, how do I work this out? I, uh, I have received the Lord, but the person haven't. You can call us. We can help you. We will make sure to spend time with you to, to help you to know that God is and God has a prescribed way of doing things. And for those who are seeking, who say, Lord, I feel like you're calling me into this thing and I don't understand. I don't know what this means. Um, he can say, you can, you can receive him right now. Just as us, it's the same way we were in darkness. It's the same way we didn't know you. You can even pray the simple prayer where it's very simple. You say, it's the Lord, come into my heart and save me. I am a sinner. I want to be made right. I want to be, be with you in heaven. And I have to come through Jesus. That's the only way you can enter heaven in coming through Jesus. So you say, Lord, come into my heart and save me. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Just like that. And you are saved. So we, we, are, we, we thank you for listening to us and joining us as we worship. And for those who have an issue, you want us to pray with you, um, you can even send us an email at newhorizonmin at gmail.com. So thank you for your time and we're going to play some music now and to, to bid you farewell and we pray that the peace of God the love of the Holy Spirit will rest and abide with you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
that's awesome The world is full of iconic figures The people praise them, they stock us up at a high percentage The giants in our eyes, the sky's the limit The picture painted is larger than life, but God is bigger Your God is greater I weigh them on the scale like cracks and gators Found that only God can save us And God is gracious, that's who we flock to In the day of trouble, it will be blow it like hot food the song's official, nobody's greater for Shawn Mitchell You got it right with that song, it echoes the heart of scripture Yeah, they wonder why we so serious It's cause Jesus Christ is also man, period Okay, my Jesus, the Son, Christ, the King of Kings And He's God on earth My Messiah born and raised to give us all a second birth And from heaven He came down to free all that we're bound Oh God, the four and twenty fell down, casting down their crowns
smile. To smile. And everybody say, oh, yeah. why do you keep praying? Things ain't changed for you in quite a while. When I think of all the stuff I had to go through just so I could be here today. My Lord. It always reminds me, go ahead and be thankful. Cause I know my blessings are Cause my blessings on the way, yeah. Cause I'm gonna make it uh -huh.
got Jesus on my, I got that, I got that. Jesus on my, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got that. Hopeless situation. The angels can't sing. You're redeemed.